0: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. I know you've been thinking, what, what do we need more than another preview episode? And I'm about to tell you, a preview episode about the ACC Coastal. Woo!
1: Yay! You you have the reaction that people get when they are not competing for a new car on the prices, right? When they're like, a dinette set! Be like, oh, it has the a... Dinette
0: set, the, the dinette set is a real... That's a real belt looper, Can right? I, have like, I ever not, t- like a pants drop... The opposite of a pants dropper, right? right it's right. like putting on a second belt.
1: It's a belt fastener. Have I ever told you about the worst um, showcase I've ever seen on the prices, right? <laughs> no. Um, so... It was this older woman, she got to go first, and then this, like, USC student, this girl who was going to USC, she got to go second. So, first showcase is just, like, three European vacations. And, you know, they do it in the Price is Right style, where they're like, and after you're uh, done enjoying the City of Lights, you're off to Rome! And this woman's just like, yeah, hell, I'm old, and I'm not going to have this opportunity again. I'm bidding on that one, which why would you not? USC Girl is definitely disappointed, but she hangs in there because, you know, hopefully Package 2 will also be of use. Package 2, and remember, she goes to college in Southern California. Package 2 contains the following things. A brass baby crib, Mm -hmm. a bunch of fake Hawaiian silk plants, and a snowmobile.
2: <laughs> there are there are mountains nearby. That's true. There yeah. are babies nearby. Right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the babies um,
1: can't get sick eating the fake Hawaiian silk plants.
2: Yeah, I don't see what the prop Listen, lady, times are <laughs> tough. Times are tough. At least they didn't send you to Rome, Georgia.
1: I'm pretty sure she's just like, yeah, I bid seventy five dollars. I specifically don't want to win those prizes, please. <laughs>
0: Is there some fascinating story wending out from this collection of objects that equals massive bartered wealth? Is this a barter challenge where they say, (laughs) we'll give you a brass crib, some silk plants, and a snowmobile, and in six months come back and you better have
1: a mansion? MacGyver this shit, lady. Economic (laughs) MacGyver.
0: This is the world's worst Fallout game. So, My yeah. supplies are Silk plant.
1: So we're talking about the worst, most confusing collections of things. <laughs> and Yeah, here we are at the ACC Coastal. So things
2: nobody I mean... wants all that badly. <laughs> the ACC things Coastal is don't definitely make the that bad. Much money.
1: Yeah, it's the bad showcase on the Price is Right. Where you're like, oh, yeah.
0: God, have it's you? Not, it's have, not have you ever at... uh, I mean, have you ever looked at what a mishmash of. <laughs> unrelated properties this really is
1: <laughs> yeah this is somebody who is not out in the monopoly game but is not doing great unc lost to waterworks god damn it
0: i'm gonna build hotels on miami well, <laughs> 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 well on Miami's in first change, of
1: all
2: as usual yeah those are Actually, gonna be UNC, repoed probably, unc's going to jail soon mm-hmm. we've been hearing for about 30 turns now
1: yep yep
2: and Duke, that, uh, Duke I,
1: in, in true blue form, is either the richest or least rich of the <laughs> schools, depending on your perspective.
2: Wake is saving yeah. up for a purple top.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wake is—everybody just rolls over Wake. The, Wake is the, the property that you're like 18 turns in. You're like, wow, nobody owns Wake. Interesting.
0: Hey, I know that you know Monopoly is the most conflict—the opposite of a verse.
1: Oh, if you, yeah. If you want to make a kid cry, play Monopoly.
0: If you want to make an adult so furious, they think about going to the trunk. They think about actually going and get a kitchen knife and put it at your shoulder.
1: Hey, you know, the stress
0: because it's not that serious. You know, it's the stress Uno.
1: of managing money. What if we made that a game?
0: <laughs> Wait, what if you could? What if we could take the worst aspects of capitalism and then put family tension <laughs> behind it? Right. And what Never if be, divorced. you know, you know Mom, be- pay me.
2: It would be really cool as if you were in debt to me, <laughs> and it just it, it just great. kept spiraling.
1: Yeah, it's good. My uh, my my, my, dad, my
2: wife my is my old manners, and she flipped the table one time because of Monopoly. Wow, and refuses yep. to play it to this day. That's good.
0: My dad would my dad would do the thing where he would refuse to sim the game, right? No, no, no. You stay until you're finished, Monopoly. Very poorly beta tested because it can last for days. It's like a cricket match. It could just go for days and days. And additionally, if you were completely broke, his version of mercy was to allow you to continue to spin around the board, but you couldn't do anything and you had to be bankrupt. And he would remind you every turn. He's like, well, you're bankrupt, so you can't do anything. But go ahead and roll the dice.
1: Go ahead. Enjoy life as a homeless person in this Monopoly world. (laughs) There is no Salvation Army. I bought it and closed it.
2: Is he like nickel and diming you the whole way around? Like, okay, you'd need to, you'd need gas money to make that trip. (laughs) Which, which along the way.
0: If you hit free parking, guess who got it? He did.
2: (laughs) He was like working for the company
0: store. He was
1: garnishing your wages in Monopoly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically.
1: That's a good lesson. Going to college, not happening.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, kid. You're stuck in Atlantic City. You're going to be selling pencils on the boardwalk.
1: Um, We have some callers that we're going to intersperse in the show today, and I'm just warning everyone now because I don't know when and and where they're going to happen. But we have three callers who all were gracious enough to uh, leave us a voice message and explain why they listen to our podcast even though they don't watch or really consume college football anywhere else. Uh, They also have predictions for three of the teams in this division, which honestly will probably not be vastly better or worse than ours. Probably better. Probably better. Um, Spencer, why don't you, why don't you pick a team?
0: I'm going to just start with maybe my favorite team in the entire division. And man, I can feel you cringing loading up to this because otherwise I think this is a despicable institution that should be leveled, but it's very hard to not like Duke. For this reason because Duke has David Cutcliffe and for some reason David Cutcliffe all David Cutcliffe does is uh, win six games and be an annoying dick but you have to really like watch them play watch watch Duke play at any given year they're so well coached they're so obviously outclassed in terms of the athlete on the field and he's so mean he is so mean they call so many plays that are basically you thought we were going left but we're going right and you're like, and, it
1: didn't work. But he's like, yeah, but you didn't know.
0: Yeah. And then the counter will be thought we were going left and we actually went left. And when it works, it's the most frustrating thing to watch. Like if you're one of those guys who's like, man, that quarterback rolled out and I didn't think he was going to roll out. And I thought he was going to roll out. But I said, no, nah, I wasn't going to roll out. But he did like that old man cribbage kind of football. Yeah, that's that's cut clip ball. It's here. like watching.
1: It's like, like if a, if a if a pretty good Madden player was playing you in real college football
0: exactly right like if they were like okay i'll just use basic stuff and beat you with like eight plays that's what duke does can we can we play a quick
1: game of who's older i have david cutcliffe and a collection of other things and i want you all to guess if he's older than these people and things
0: i would love to play that
1: all right you ready pierce brosnan who's older pierce brosnan or david cutcliffe Mm.
0: pierce brosnan is 64 question now he is 64
1: Why do you know that? I will
0: say, I know that because uh, because he was in a celebrity gossip item I read on the plane this morning. <laughs>
3: okay. The celebrity Damn. gossip
0: item was this: that he was on the beach, and later on, he put on a shirt when he was on the beach. Shit. That was the whole thing.
1: Hot, hot. News. Looks
0: pretty good for sixty-four. Uh, he looks better than David. Cut- he looks better than David Cutcliffe, who is younger than Pierce Brosnan.
1: Correct.
2: Damn, you got scooped, Ryan.
1: Gino Oriemma, who's older?
2: Mm.
0: it's hard because I think Gino's got some uh, got some hair color supplementation going on. Mm-hmm. Sure, is that correct?
1: I'm
0: I mean, going to say Gino Oriemma is younger than David Cutcliffe. Gino
1: Oriemma is slightly older than David Cutcliffe. Oh! Reba McIntyre, who's older, Reba McIntyre or Cut?
2: Well, she's ageless, ageless, and immortal. So, right, right. I guess that makes her older. Yeah,
1: right.
0: in, invalid. And I choose C.
1: Cutcliffe is older, but not a lot. Vladimir Putin, who's older?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, cut, Cuts older than than Putin. Come in, on, in, right?
1: Incorrect. No, in- correct. And last one, Play-Doh. What's older, Play-Doh? Or David Cutcliffe.
0: <laughs> well what Plato are we talking
2: about? Who, could, who who could who could win at least five games with Plato at quarterback is <laughs> the real question. That's true.
0: I'm gonna say that Play Doh is older than David Cutcliffe.
1: David Cutcliffe is older than Plato. <laughs> uh. Dang it. Um, yeah. What's Duke gonna do this year? I have no idea. I, I, I'll i be honest. All my Duke prep was, went into that game. I can't tell you anything about Duke football. <laughs> I don't even know what the schedule looks like. I rely entirely on y'all for that.
2: So the schedule uh, is no, a little no. harder than usual. Like Duke's schedule is usually pretty bland and boring. This year you're playing FSU. You're playing Northwestern, a good Northwestern, and you're playing some team named Baylor. Never heard of them. Um, and it was a pretty young young team last year, but nothing, you know, nothing really jumps out on the list of what's returning um I, I think it's a little harder schedule than usual but otherwise standard Cutcliffe Duke probably
0: well it, the, Daniel Jones at quarterback you have to know one player right let's know one player Daniel Jones at quarterback coming back the first year started last year did real well like he almost had a 3,000 yard passing season right in You have to kind of like know those, um, notice those when they happen uh, in the ACC, because quietly remember, uh, the ACC ends up with really good quarterbacks. I mean, that was like when you talk about, and this is throughout the Coastal too, when you talk about, wow, like a resurgent ACC, they had good and experienced quarterbacks.
1: Including first-rounder Mitch Trubisky. Mitchell, Mitchell, you son of a bitch. Mitch died in that fire. Mitchell's the one who walked out.
0: That's right. And into a first-round NFL contract. So (laughs) make fun of Mitchell all you want. Mitchell's buying a pool,
1: Um, all right, for his mom. My goal for this Duke team, looking at the schedule now, is to do the thing where you sandwich together a— bad loss and a good win back to back and I don't really care which order it is because looking at it here I'm thinking like you beat Miami and everybody's like oh god Duke just beat Miami like we should take this Duke team seriously that's bad for Mark Rick etc cetera, etc cetera. and then turn around and lose to Virginia and be like Duke what are you doing or if you want you know um, beat Georgia Tech be like oh boy that's a bad loss for Paul Johnson didn't didn't need that and then turn around and lose to Wake Forest Duke What are you doing, Duke? That's what I want. Oh, boy. That's an
2: even worse loss for Paul Johnson. Didn't need (laughs) that.
0: Here's what what I want out of Duke, by the way. I want them to be the most stressful team in the division, right? That's all I want out of them because they have good receivers. They got the only returning quarterback in the division, by the way. The only one coming back who started every single game last year. But – I want them to be the most stressful team in the division. So uh, I think, yeah, standard Cutcliffe. If you're looking at the schedule, uh, you have you have some potential for real, as you hope for Ryan, real genuine chaos on this schedule, right? Um, that stretch to finish is kind of rough. The second half of the season uh, ain't fun at all, uh, particularly because it starts with Florida State, Pitt, and Virginia Tech, three in a row. Uh, but if they can get through this six and six bowl eligible and make everyone sweat and win a couple of shootouts. Yeah. Like I I will always watch Duke football because Duke football is uh, swaggy old man football played so you, from uh, the quarterback out.
1: So you will always watch Duke football, but you will never watch Illinois football. You are a man of yeah, confusing, yeah. S- confusing brain chemistry.
0: It's a system and it works. That's all I got to say.
1: All right. So what's your, what's your record prediction?
0: Six
2: and six. Jason? Um, I'm going to say they're going to be a four and eight quality team, but somehow end up six and six <laughs> because that's what Duke <laughs> has done for the past five or six years. They just get two or three wins just uh, added via um, uh, 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 compound interest, I guess. So I'll go with five and well, six. I'll split re, four and eight and six re, and six.
0: Re, remember, this is the team that, yeah, did manage to like, play that Miami game, right? When you have close games and You manage to stay close through, like, good execution and management. Sometimes you get zany endings to your games because they're close. So, yeah, I I think I'll say six and six.
3: Okay. Hello, this is Jordan from North Dakota. I'm calling in response to the email for the full cast news only um, responders. Uh, For the three questions that I received, um, I'm going to respond uh, I listen to the shutdown forecast because life is all about futile gestures. Um, my irrational be- belief in college football is that the group of five will win something sometime, and that is important to someone. Again, futile gestures are important in life. And the most fuel gesture of all will be the record of the 2017 Blue Devils, which I will be, I believe will be five and seven, gaining them an APR bowl berth. Thank you very much.
1: Jason, next team.
2: Let's go with, let's get the shit out of the way early. We've been leaning heavy on the really, um, the, the star names. Let's, let's knock out Virginia. Let's just get Virginia done right away
1: okay um (laughs) so
0: okay did make news here
1: (laughs) yeah
0: i mean they have a coach
1: oh
2: (laughs) oh that's well that's what you have
1: to say thank you
2: he returned we're are we glad he returned for another year
1: it's not bad they have a
0: right they have they have a bronco right correct Uh, they have a Bronco, and uh, it's all going to be about my favorite thing, my favorite storyline to preview, which is rebuilding, which means you can just kind of go, ah, next team. They – <sighs> really like what, what can you hope for with Virginia besides improvement of any sort?
1: Well, and, and uh, none of these games I feel like will really tell us anything about UVA or their opponents because, like – Virginia, Indiana. Do you care about that game? Does that like mean anything in the larger, even in the medium scheme of things? UVA, Not UConn. in the smallest
2: scheme of things.
1: I mean, shit. Boise State could beat UVA, and we'll just be like, well, they need to schedule tougher opponents.
2: <laughs> they need to start <laughs> scheduling Power 5 <laughs> opponents like, if they want to be taken seriously. Like,
1: Bronco Mendenhall is great, and, and hopefully he is putting a meaningful change into this program, but it's not this year, right?
0: Oh no. no. Oh no. They were, they were, they were, they were two and damn 10 last year. And it was one of those years that do you want to know how Bronco Mendenhall described it to David Hale in December? <clears throat> it was a year of discovery. <laughs> That's I mean, it could be a body in the woods, that's discovery yeah, this
1: is sort of how you explain like your business that went bankrupt. We learned a lot
2: this I think this this means Bronco kissed a boy for the first time.
1: <laughs> this was Bronco's rum yeah
0: this is this is his i I went to Charlottesville and I experimented a bit with losing games.
1: yeah, I mean ten of them for context, their defense was about on par with Syracuses in yards per play allowed. And their mm-hmm. offense was about on par with Wake Forest's, so imagine that combine that Wonder mm. Twin power. What if you could have the worst yeah. of Wake and the worst? Oh my God! Just no.
0: Yeah i I don't. I don't know, man.
2: <laughs> so this Im- year, improvement? I think. I think UVA might have the country's most boring out of conference schedule. Yes, which that's that's something to cool to hang your hat on. That's Put a, that on the schedule No, the I, sk- I appreciate that. Game.
1: I appreciate that. That even if those games are an, close, we don't have to pay attention to them.
2: You got an FCS game. You've got the new boring Indiana. This isn't chaos Indiana anymore. This mm-hmm. is defensive coordinator Indiana. You got UConn. Good God, you got UConn, and then you're going to lose to Boise State. That is, that is very boring non conference schedule.
1: Yeah, um, I have no goal for Duke, none. I'm not going to pretend to make one up, or for UVA rather. I just UVA do whatever. No, just want. call him Duke. D- Duve, that's Duve. That's what I'm calling you, Duke in Virginia. You are now one school, and you're called Duvet.
2: Listen, if the two of you um, conspired to produce Richard Spencer, you don't deserve your own names. <laughs> <laughs> they lost. They
0: lost their number one rusher. They have they have my favorite combination of rushers in terms of names. They have Daniel Ham and a new running back named Jamari Peacock.
1: So we can run the so peacock a, ham formation.
0: The delicious peacock, the ham peacock. <laughs> uh
2: That's the most what delicious have, backfield.
1: That of course is what's served at the NBC Christmas party every year.
2: Don't tell John Madden <laughs> about this. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I could do a Madden impression. I but think it's you're so about sad. to do
1: Yoda. It sounded like.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike, <laughs> Mike Prada. Same thing.
1: <laughs> um, all right. So, how many games are are the Who's going to win this year?
2: I'll go five
1: and seven. Wait, 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 wait. And... No, Spencer. What? Whatever wait, you're what? whatever you're saying is not important. Five and seven. Which five?
2: Yeah. I... I think the defense will be way less terrible. They had, their defense was among the world's worst last year and it returns, you know, I mean, yes, we go, we always go through this, like it's returning bad players. Well, that's better than not returning anyone. So I think the defense True. should be way less terrible. Uh, and I think part of this is the ACC coastal rule. Nobody can be worse than five and seven.
1: Right. Everybody has to be <clears> in contention <throat> in the last three weeks of the season
0: you're also going to do this. You're also going to come in and you're probably going to hit like that noon game sometime in November when an ACC team's just like taking this week off
1: Louis- gonna, that's gonna just taking that's at Louisville.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like that's, that's one of those games.
1: And you know what? It,
0: they'll play hard. Dang it. And sometimes when you play hard, just the other team just makes a mistake and hustle makes I'm spotting cliches. This is like a four and eight team.
1: Four and eight, five and seven, and no no aspirational goal. Great. Um,
0: Yep, one more thing. They don't have a kicker.
1: (laughs) Bad teams need kickers. They don't have one. Let's talk about the U. Let's talk about the damn Miami Hurricanes. Um, Weird year last year, four wins out the gate. Handled an Appalachian State team that you went to that game, Spencer. And I know we were, we were like collectively looking at that being like, "Ooh, I don't know. Might be. It had no trouble with App State whatsoever.
0: No, like much visibly, much larger and more talented. Right, right. At every position.
1: Um, followed those four wins with four straight losses, including again, blowing. I think blowing a fourth quarter lead against Lord State did that again. So mm-hmm. that was fun and threw garbage all over the field. So in some ways yeah. the U is back. And then turned around and won their last five games of the year. They had no close wins. They did have three close losses. Uh Virginia Tech was the only team that really kicked their ass last year. So on par, it feels like a pretty good year for Miami in a new in a new leadership, right? I mean yeah. yeah. I
0: don't just think- they they looked a lot like a Mark Rick team. They did. Well, like they played, they now did. now
1: it's depressing. Now you made it bad.
0: They did. Like they 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 looked physically ta- like more talented than most of the teams they played. Um, they coughed up a couple of weird losses and uh, overall looked like good but not great. And I mean, isn't that kind of it's kind of what you hired? And so then, yeah.
1: And then Brad Kaya left and. Uh, where is he now? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you, but I am gonna look it up.
0: I know that one of the people on the depth chart to replace him, well down in the depth chart, but still there is Redshirt Junior. Vincent <sighs> Um
1: Brad Kai is a Detroit Lion, which means he is reunited with his former college coach. That's sweet. That's fun.
0: Oh, oh. buddy. Um,
1: it is nice. And it's, what's fun is that, at, you know, when Brad Kaya entered the draft, just declared he was leaving early, didn't really shoot up draft boards, part of me was sort of like, man, did he fuck up? Brad Kaya went in the sixth round of the NFL draft, and he, uh, he signed a four-year contract for $2.5 million. In NFL terms, that is not a lot of money. I would sign a contract with the Detroit Lions for four years and $2.5 million. Absolutely, tomorrow. It wouldn't be a good long-term move for me, but you know what? That's that's $2.5 million. Fuck anybody who like thinks the, Brad Kaya left too early. That was brilliant.
2: I like wouldn't be a good move for me, implying it would be for them. Like, yeah, sure, <laughs> they get a lot out of this deal, but I'd be screwed. <laughs> So Miami returns like, yeah, they got to replace a quarterback and there isn't a clear great answer, but they returned basically everything else. Um, They should be really good on defense and the schedule is not bad at all other than the annual FSU loss. Um, I think if there's an answer at quarterback, it could be 10 and two. If not, it could be seven and five. Um, But I think I trust Mark Rick there to go to, we'll say nine and three is yeah okay. yeah no i
0: i i like that especially because they have a really strong d line and remember what we said that it's a really strong d line in a conference where nobody else really has a quarterback either so i like that i think they could win a lot of like 24 10 kind of games where they God, just beat people up that is
1: mark rick as hell
0: yeah, definitely. Like this is—I always thought that was one thing that he did pretty well at Georgia. If you put expectations on him, things went sideways. But if you kind of just chilled out, right, that they always kind of, you know, managed to trump it pretty well, right? So, it's- yeah, I, I like. The, <laughs> I like him at nine and th- I like him at nine and three. That's fine. The three losses to me—that if you look on the schedule, um, the three losses seem to be that they would lose to anybody who had the ability to actually score. They'll lose to Florida State. I think that they'll probably end up losing either to like Syracuse or North Carolina because those are both teams that they'll just score points. They're just going to. They might hand you the ball four or five times, but they're going to score points. And then maybe that last matchup at Pitt. That's a hard. That's a hard road game against a mean team and a mean team that like, you know, kind of matches up like they look similar, in a lot of ways. Well, so plus, yeah. I'm, I, I,
1: plus, you have to go from late November in Miami to late November in Pittsburgh Uh, outside. Yay. Yeah. This is, this is a real,
0: a a real truth, a real truth about Miami football. When you're like, man, they don't play well in the cold. No, man,
2: they do not
1: play well in the cold. No, but why would you?
2: What's the date of that trip to Pitt? Uh,
1: uh, November 26th.
2: Uh, Okay. Excellent. So that'll be a game where Miami is shirtless before kickoff. Like, we ain't scared of the of the of the snow flurries. No, this ain't I'm, shit. I'm and sorry. Co- actually, November, actually,
1: it's November twenty fourth, so it's not. A, it'll be on short rest too. Hooray!
0: We ain't cold. We ain't sleepy. You get hit.
1: I'm very like, cold. Oh my god! My I'm very cold. I want to go to sleep. Please. <laughs> um, my goal for Miami this year is expand your use of the smoke machine. Like it's great to use when you come out of the tunnel to start the game, but why not every time you change a you like every time special teams comes out, smoke machine. Uh, offense takes the field, smoke machine. Time for the defense, smoke machine. Just like beat that shit into the ground. It's it's it'll be so intimidating and they won't exactly it'll take them a little while to figure out like wait, what are they lining up in? Shit. Goddamn smoke machine beats us every time.
0: My goal for Miami this year, I need a fight in the Florida State game.
1: They do that. Oh, oh you mean? Oh, sorry. You mean a literal fight? I I was gonna say like, no, they contend, but that's not what you meant.
0: Nah, no, no, I mean a fight. No, I mean like a pregame, a pregame fight where somebody swings a helmet.
1: Right. Right, and we and, get Mark, to... Rick,
0: and Mark Rick says says, oh, what a shame! I can't believe our student athletes did that. That's just.
1: And, sure, some, man. and some feckless ACC ref is like, sideline warning, sideline warning.
3: <laughs> now nah, you, <get>
2: Ron- <laughs> you get Ron Cherry out there to call that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he
2: calls like pass interference in the middle
0: of a fight.
1: Spencer, <laughs> next team.
0: I'm going to go ahead and uh, spin the wheel of the coastal. And we're going to talk about <sighs> the bees, baby. Let's talk about the bees
1: so we we joke about Georgia Tech being like very boring and sort of uh a known quantity, but this is what they've done the last three the last three seasons they played. They've been at least four games better or four games worse than the year before. Like you can joke about oh, oh baby, oh the ACC's everybody seven and five, Georgia, Texas, fuck that. They went from seven wins to eleven wins. To three wins to nine wins. This is a fucking roller coaster. It's amazing. And that's my only goal yeah. for them this year is do the same thing. Win the national title or win two games. Either way, just like go hard in one direction.
0: It's binary, baby. That's all it is. Zero or one. That's all you're getting out mm-hmm. of check. Yep, <laughs> You yep. get chocolate or you get vanilla. <laughs> It's how we pro- It's how we program this Univac.
1: Do you do twists? No, nah, man, we don't like do twists. Get so- the fuck out of here with that twist nonsense.
0: Do you guys run? Do you guys run like you know Python or anything? No, nope, running this off pure like COBOL. <laughs> That's how we program this machine.
1: Um, Georgia Tech. Well, they get to start the season with the opportunity to rack up. I think their fourth. This would be their fourth straight win over an SEC opponent. If they beat Tennessee,
2: fourth, fourth different, yeah, fourth, fourth different yes, SEC yes, East because component.
1: they beat last year. They beat Georgia. I think they beat Vanderbilt, and in the bowl Kentucky. game, they beat Kentucky. Right. Yep.
0: yep. So and we support and we support we support this. By the way, I think as a group, because it would mean a loss for Butch Jones and a beginning, a beginning of the great butchering.
1: Right. Plus, the butchering. We, Plus, then we can we can even more credibly say that. Georgia Tech is the best team in the SEC East.
2: I um, I've taken this one step further. (laughs) In uh, I did preliminary bowl projections uh, last week based on based mostly on Vegas win totals, and I made sure to line Georgia Tech up with Mizzou in Shreveport just to check off another on this (laughs) box on this (laughs) on this list.
1: Oh God, Florida will never (laughs) Um, schedule them. Fortunately, so our safety remains.
2: I, um, tech schedule kind of sucks this year. You got to go at Miami at Clemson. Um, I wrote this down. It's gotta be a typo at UCF. At is U- that right? No,
1: at UCF is correct. That's a terrible idea. What? You're also
2: going at, you're, you're going at Georgia. Granted that game is at your stadium, but let's be honest. <laughs> that's at Georgia. Yeah. You're, that's you're, also, you're also, you're also playing, you're also playing at Tennessee. Sure. That's in your hometown. That's <laughs> at Tennessee. Um, no, that might, have mo- that
1: might have mostly Georgia fans, too. Let's be real. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just show up. I hate y'all. <laughs> I hate everything about this. <laughs> Not my president. <laughs> um, yeah, it could be. A, you know what? But I don't think schedules matter to Georgia Tech. I don't think any of it matters. I think it's just... I was telling Spencer they are, truly are the twenty-sided die of college football, where it's just like this year critical hit, next year roll to two, baby, look out! I ain't got any modifiers, fuck you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see it's something like really the- dumb Like there could be so many moments for stupidity on the schedule. Like they could, they could just up and beat Pitt and North Carolina. And they could like beat a stunned Clemson team and then just drop one to Virginia. Like that, this is all on board, man. This is all coin flips. So uh, I'm going to have them barely missing a bowl game because this schedule is murderous. And when you look at obvious wins, I really only see like four obvious wins on this schedule. And the rest are coin flips. They might win one or two of those. So six and six, best case, five and seven. That's just, that's kind of how to complete Ryan's pun. That is how they roll.
1: Damn. That was good work. Yeah, That's like the first time I'll, we've done something well on this podcast. Good job.
2: That, we, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go six and six with just a gigantic upset somewhere. Like, George is rolling it in. George, George is 11 and 0. Shit. George is going down, bro. Six and six and just destroy somebody's season.
4: Hi, this is Trade Trees. Uh just calling about why I listen to the podcast. That's, uh, something I've been doing for a while now. I've always read
3: EDSBS.
4: Back when I started actually watching college football, I stopped watching football a couple of years ago, but I never left the site. It's, uh, just good entertainment and, uh, you learn quite a bit and it's fun. Um, what's f- my rational belief about college football? Um, that it should be abolished, at least via the link between the school and the athletics. I don't know how irrational that is. And, uh, Georgia Tech record. Right That's ACC. So, six and six? I don't know. All right. Anyway, thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Should we talk about Pitt? Always. Pitt, the most important team in, uh, last year's college football season, undebatably.
0: Yeah. Should have been Everyone in the playoffs, we maintained.
1: Um, you know they're going to they're going to play Penn State again. So hey, automatically get to impact potentially the Big Ten's representation in the college football playoff. That's fun. Um, they don't get to play Clemson or Florida State this year, but they do play Oklahoma State, so they can fuck things up for the Big Twelve. Pitt is still in a position to. Let us make the ridiculous claim that they should be in the college football playoff, even if they only what win, like, if,
2: seven games. Say Pitt knocks the Big Ten out of the playoff. Um, Oklahoma State wins the Big 12, but oops, you lost to Pitt. So now they, and Pitt wins the ACC, but has, like, four losses. Right. And just single-handedly, Pitt knocks three conferences out, and we end up with, like, Bama versus a bunch of Pac-12 teams. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, would, um, that would, that I, would be I, worth
1: it just for the hand wringing of people being like, Well, you know, we need to we need to understand that Pitt scheduled hard and we respect him and blah blah blah. Also, I really don't want to watch Oregon in the playoff this year. Please God, don't make me watch that.
2: Television ratings are uh mm. well. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, well I will tell you, next subject. I, I will
0: tell you I will tell you one thing about Pitt that is when you talk about okay well how can you roll this turtle over right in a game and put them in a real bad spot real quickly you can pass on them and here's the good news for Pitt: uh air the air attack not not really going to be a strength in the coastal so it, they do have that sort of uh strength and weakness there right it doesn't their weakness does not match up well against what the rest of the division is not or is not going to be able to do. So that's cool uh, because they were real bad in the secondary last year. So any improvement would be cool. Um, not that it's the most important thing. They also lost James Conner and they have a good backfield to replace him. But, you know, that could matter. Uh, they are doing college football's hottest move, which is the transfer QB. They got Max Brown from USC coming in. Probably an upgrade. Maybe an upgrade to Nathan Peterman, yeah. but I say maybe, and that's Nathan Peterman was great last year.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Nathan Peterman kept his job last year. So, like, I, I mean, it's an upgrade over the usual replacement, but I don't know if it's an upgrade over what they had.
1: Um, it's a shitty metric, but <laughs> Texas Tech gave up 316 passing yards a game last year, Pitt gave up 333.
5: Yeah,
0: there was only one Impressive. team that was worse. Arizona State. Again, everyone went to Arizona State, being wise people. <laughs> air, air, air mailed applications in because they know they know what's up.
2: Um, acceptance rate through
0: the roof.
1: So predictions for this season of Pittsburgh Panther football.
2: Um, so you lost all your players that anybody had heard of except for your kick returner. That's great. Um, but you're pit. So you're going at least seven and five. I'll say seven and five. Very tough schedule, but you're gonna fuck up somebody's day and you're going seven and five. Spencer.
0: I'll go a little bit better. I think this is you know a team that they can manage up to eight and four. There's definitely four losses on the schedule when you look at it, particularly because their road schedule is nasty it's not a fun road schedule in any respect and i mean fun too like they don't get to go anywhere like they get to go to syracuse
1: um these are kids these are the coaches that Pitt faces in the first three weeks bo pelini james franklin mike gundy jason kirk am i correct in saying that this will be the first year that a coach can get thrown out of the game for talking shit and cursing and causing a ruckus
2: uh second year second happened last year We were shocked, even with Muschamp back. Pelini tried. Pelini came pretty, pretty damn close. Not not to be stereotypical, but he literally did. Um, So yeah, Narduzzi versus that list. Yeah, that's my goal for watch games.
1: That's my goal for you. Pitt. get one of those coaches thrown out of a game.
2: What if it's Narduzzi himself?
1: You know what? Take somebody with you. (laughs) Okay. Be the dying, be the dying giant squid dragging the ship. The S.S. James Franklin down to the depths with you.
2: (laughs) Fit would take that. (laughs) Fit would definitely take that.
1: Um, Spencer, I think we still have ACC Uh. Coastal teams to talk
0: about. Oh, my God. We have so many ACC Coastal teams to talk about. I think we can do this quickly, though. Uh, Virginia, I want to do Virginia Tech.
1: Yeah. Uh, Easy goal for Virginia Tech this year. Convince, uh, start a media campaign that the SEC wants you to join, but you're not interested. Flip the script on him.
0: I, I'm here to start it.
1: Boom. Let's do it. There it is. I've heard I've heard rumors. I'm hearing talk. See? Second source. There it is. That's good journalism right there.
0: I'll For, just say it's not out of the realm of possibility. Virginia Tech. That's not, my answer whenever confronted with those. That's not out of the realm of possibility. That's a
1: very you're on the radio answer. That's a you're on local talk radio in Arkansas or something. <laughs> it's good.
0: I, I would uh, – I, I Point out that uh, they they like their quarterback, which is cool because again, if you haven't updated your software since 2015, Virginia Tech now actually enjoys offense, and that's cool. Uh, receiving core is not real thick at the moment in terms of, of talent, and uh, they'll be able to run. They have a young quarterback, they have much helping them out, uh, and it's a. Uh, I think can we still just do the, the spackle this over by saying it's a Bud Foster defense?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. I think it's sort of like Cracker Barrel at this point, where you're like, it's not really gonna like get better or worse. It just is what it is, and you know what you're getting when you go
2: there. Oh, it's gonna fill you up.
1: It's gonna fill you up. You're gonna feel some regrets. You're gonna wonder how old that lunchbox really is and if it's been cleaned. But you're fine.
0: Occasionally, it's, occasionally, it's gonna give up more territory. I really, you're going to give up more territory than you want.
1: I really want the lunchbox to like fall open one day, and we're just like, oh, it's just full of gravy. Just just gonna, hot gravy.
2: It's going to call you an ignoramus at some point, like it has on that <laughs> little wooden tabletop game. If you leave three pegs on there, it says you're just plain dumb. Uh, Bud Foster will do that. What are, if the, he be.
0: what are the three funniest things that could fall out of the lunch pail? I want to go around. You each get one. Wow. What are the three things that you like? We'll each give one. The three things that, if they fell out of the Virginia Tech Bud Foster lunch pail, you would laugh hardest.
1: Um, Bud Foster signed eight by tens from his secret
2: acting career. (laughs) Jason? Um, Something, Marcus Vick. uh,
1: Marcus Vick's guns. All of Marcus, Marcus Vick's Vick. guns. <laughs> I don't
2: think they can. Do it. Let's go with Marcus Vick himself. Okay.
0: I'm going to go with the ferrets. Sure. If we open up the lunchbox and like. Dead or alive? Three ferrets just ran out.
1: Okay. a lot Live ferrets.
0: Um, you know, <laughs> he said, if it he was said like. Three
2: tri- ran out. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, it would be. they would be live for the moment. But once Bud got him home, dang it, those little <laughs> rascals, his beloved pet ferrets that he's just been like his comfort animal that does, he's been carrying does, in the lunchbox. Does
1: Bud Foster eat live ferrets? I don't have to answer that question.
0: <laughs> Although if they were dead, we could think of him as like a hardy trapper, That's right? True. That Trapped. he's been, you know, hey, on the way, you know, I, I walk to work every single day down from the mountain. I just take a little bit along the way. and you know, they'll.
1: But you know, Fo-
0: you got you to hustle.
1: Bud Foster's been talking about the French and Indian War a lot lately. What's that about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's the schedule looking?
1: Uh, well, they open with West Virginia. They get Clemson from the Atlantic. They have road games against East Carolina. Sure. Uh, mm. Boston, Boston College, Miami, and Virginia at the end of the year. It's, I guess, mixed baggy. It's very dependent on, like, is this a good West Virginia team the way every West Virginia fan thinks, or is Bill Connolly right? Um, What does Clemson look like after losing Deshaun Watson? Is anybody else in the Coastal of any merit whatsoever? Is East Carolina the East Carolina that used to fuck your shit up, or are they just dead and gone? So, question mark?
2: So, ECU, that's got to be your toughest true road environment. What is second after that?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: is it Virginia because, like, your own fans will be there and they have pretty high expectations?
1: Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, Yeah. Cause... So, that's,
2: that's going to be a tough one to win at Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: think this... I don't think the schedule looks... This, this doesn't look that bad like on the face of things this looks extremely manageable and if if they can just do a, like if they can just bring along their new quarterback yeah, I I'm I'm kind of bullish on them especially in a division that just doesn't seem like it seems a little bit down can I can I go out there with 10 and 2
2: Sure I won't stop you I don't mind that at all um I'll go I'll go 9 and 3 but I agree that uh, if I had to pick one team to win this division, I'd go with the Hokies. Um, there's a lot to replace on offense, but it's like in really weird ways. Like the best runner was the quarterback, the best thrower was the fullback. You know, the the best catcher was like a seven foot twenty four tight end. That's so like, the that's
1: the Alton Brown like... that's the Alton Brown approach to things. He hates you know when you have a one use kitchen item. You want you want your can opener to also be a flamethrower. You need those. It's important. It doesn't matter if it's bad at its primary task, just as long as it has more than one thing.
2: I mean, it, it does sound pretty badass, and it sounds pretty <laughs> useful in in Blacksburg. Having like, you know, you you could do some really good camping if you had mm-hmm. a can opener, flamethrower, absolutely. But like transitioning a Frank Beamer offense to like a modern offense, like yeah, there's gonna be weird stuff like that. But I feel like they have um le- fewer glaring issues than anybody else in the division.
5: My name is Joe. I'm answering the question for Shut Down Fullcast. Number one, why do you listen to Shut Down Fullcast? Uh, it's the perfect college football podcast for me because I barely care about college football, and you guys barely talk about college football. Number two, what irrational beliefs about college football do you have? I believe college football is stupid because it's dominated by the South, and I don't think anything should be dominated by the South unless it's racism or obesity. Number three, what will Virginia Tech's record be in 2017? Judging by your show last week, I feel like Virginia Tech is not that good of a team, so I'm going to say they're probably going to go like 6-10, and 10, something like that. I'm not sure how many games they play in college football, but that sounds about right. Peace out.
1: Let's finish it off with North Carolina.
0: I really am going to I'm going to bet against North Carolina this year for one reason. I'm just gonna take a game off of the potential win total because they they lost a national title winning coach over the offseason. Gene Gene Chiswick. <laughs> Gene Chiswick National title holding coach decided to retire completely. And uh, leave the game of football, which tells you maybe, I don't know, something about Gene Chiswick, but a little something about the allure of the North Carolina job that he did it for a while and then was like, I'm just going to quit. Just get out of this game.
1: If it helps, um, they do have a coach still on staff whose name is Gunter. G-U-N-T-E-R as in more Gunt.
0: Mm-hmm. All the gunt you can handle. He's delicious sweet. gunter um uh, unc loses man unc this is a normal like the under larry fedora they've been the they've basically been like the quiet air raid team right like we kind of sleep on what they are as an identity they score a lot of points they give up a lot of points and that really worked well last year see again mitchell but they lose a lot on offense while returning a lot of stuff on defense. Uh, they need improvement <laughs> because, man, they were they were awful against the run. They were deplorable. They were despicable against the run. And this year, uh, that would be a serious issue if that trend continued because uh, it's going to be a lot of running. That's not going to be a, a real pass-friendly sort of area. So let's let's just go ahead. And, and one assume that this is kind of an out of character year for them because they're going to be inverted from the way they normally like to do things.
1: Yeah, um, UNC is always a fucking confusing team too because what I want Georgia Tech or, or what I want um, what I want uh, I think I said Duke to do this year the the alternate good and bad that's what they do that's what they did last year for sure I mean they. They beat a pretty good Georgia Tech team by 28 points, and then they turned around and lost to Duke. They they can yeah. beat. This was a team that beat beat Florida State in a big game on the road, and then lost to Virginia Tech by 31 points. Like they are mm-hmm. all things to all people. Um, stability is not their strongest suit within the season. I don't know that that will change with. If the NFL is right, maybe the best quarterback in school history, leaving the team.
2: The best quarterback in the country, as determined by the National Football League. We did not realize at the time, we all swore it was Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson. We were all deeply incorrect. It was actually Mitchell Trubisky. And now you've lost him, and you've lost one of the six best coaches in the country based on national titles. Mm-hmm. And, you're and returner and, and also
0: r- returner, Ryan, returner wide receiver Ryan Switzer. You also lose him from the
2: return game, and he was oh, massive. The they, whole receiving court. And so they, you've lost your entire passing game.
1: And they open against Cal, a team still hurting from the loss of NFL superstar Jared Goff.
2: Two straight NFL quality quarterbacks for Cal, so that game is going to be. Uh, it'll look the same. No one will notice. No one's going to watch. Yeah. Um, but like, so, okay. UNC, the worry for the last two or three years has been the defense. Now you're replacing defensive coordinator and on the schedule, Cal, Louisville, old dominion, Georgia tech, Virginia tech. UNC is going to be giving up some points. Uh, again, I I think uh, as far as record, I'll I'll go all the way down to five and seven on the record. I think the over under is five, but I'll bump it all the way down.
0: Yeah, this doesn't this doesn't feel like when you look at sure wins here, I think they can beat Cal. I think they can beat Western Carolina. I think they can beat UVA. And I think that they can beat uh, Old Dominion. So that's four that we have for sure. And then you're just going to be kind of grab bagging here. I think that maybe some hustle can get you to six and six. So I'm not going to be quite as pessimistic, but this feels like the most stereotypically ACC team in that, um, they could be between 7 and 5 and 5 and 7, so I will just split them and land at 6 and 6.
4: Hi, Shutdown Fullcast. This is Dustin from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm one of the people who uh, listens to the Shutdown Fullcast despite not having not having any knowledge of college football. Uh, so I listen to the Shutdown Fullcast in kind of the same way as I listen to bad movie podcasts. Would I ever want to watch Transformers Dark of the Moon or an Illinois game myself, like of my own volition? No. But I will listen to, but I will listen to funny people, you know, make fun of them and then form my own mental image of what both the movie and the football game probably look like. Uh, as for what irrational belief do I have about college football? I've always kind of viewed college sports in general as something that people who maybe watch too many, too much sports do. Uh, kind of like how I play too many video games, and you can probably tell that because I have three different MMOs installed on my computer. Um, sort of my basis for this is my dad, who watches pretty much every sport that's televised and was my first introduction to college football. He even watches NASCAR. Uh, as for what will North Carolina's record be in 2017? Uh, 8 to 4. Yep, uh, I came up with that through simple math, just averaging their wins from the last five years. So I'm sure it will be just as accurate as that time I made a March Madness bracket despite having never watched college basketball. So yeah, uh, I hope you found those uh, answers enlightening, or at the very least amusing. And uh, keep up the good work, guys, and feel free to feed me disinformation occasionally just to keep me on my toes. Bye.
1: UNC, all I want is Larry Fedora to show off the gams, show off the haunches. Like, we get it. He has abs, and he, you know, he does pull-downs. It's great. But, like, let's see, let's see leg day, Larry. Let's see, some, let's see some glutes. Let's see some calves. Let's show some love for those of us who are not just thick up top. That's all I care about. I'm very focused on UNC football in twenty seventeen as you can tell.
2: Which which coach has done the best job at um, remembering leg day?
0: Uh, mm, let's see. I'm gonna Oh, you know who it is? I'm I know gonna... who it
2: is. I know the answer. It's 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 Whittingham. Whitting Kyle Whittingham's <laughs> calves are the, the a legend. Look it up. There are actually serious newspaper reports about Kyle Whittingham's leg.
1: I was going to say Jimbo Fisher because I feel like he's the king of the mid-game stress squat. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I'm just going to get real low. Just, be- Oh, yeah, below 90. You know it. You know,
0: it, 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 I just saw a picture of Kyle Whittingham's calves and honestly, like, I'm going to need a moment. They're beautiful. <laughs> Sculpt, sculpted from only the finest... Italian marble
1: and low alcohol beer.